48K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Pierre Tremblay. The headlines. The government says there's no room for changes to its plans to adjust tunnel tolls, but lawmakers on both sides are skeptical. U.S. trade representatives will visit Beijing next week, raising hopes of an end to the trade war, and the trial begins of a Democratic Party member accused of making up a story of kidnapping by mainland agents. The Secretary for Transport and Housing says there's no room for change in the government's tunnel fee adjustment proposal. Speaking on an RTHK radio program, Frank Chan said the proposed pricing of the tunnels was carefully worked out through computer projections that took everything in consideration, including the projected traffic situation after the opening of the central Wan Chai bypass later this month. The government will seat LegCo support for its plan in three weeks. Under the proposal, crossing the harbor by car at the Western Crossing would cost $50, while tolls at the Cross Harbor Tunnel and Eastern Crossing would be $40. Mr. Chen was asked if the government could negotiate another deal with the Western Harbor Tunnel Company if the motion is rejected. If we already used a scientific method and analysis of a large amounts of data and spent a long time researching and negotiating with the Western Harbor Tunnel Company to reach what we think is a satisfactory outcome, then why do we need to go back to talk again? I think this proposal is a practical one that can help solve Hong Kong's congestion problem. DAB lawmaker Ben Chan, who is the chairman of LegCo Transport Panel, says it's too early to talk about tunnel tolls. He says the government should review its plan after the central Wan Chai bypass opens on the 20th of this month. I think it is uh, a little bit early to uh, start the discussion after the comments of this uh, bypass link. We urge the government to... uh, compare the actual uh, situation to their uh, um, simulation uh, in the model they announced before. If the actual situation have some great difference to their uh, simulation, I think uh, the government should uh, amend, uh, have an amendment on the rationalization uh, uh, of the uh, tolling. Pan-democratic lawmakers have criticized the government's all-or-nothing stance, saying they're inclined to vote no on the no-binding mo- on the non-binding motion. They'll also raise amendments proposing lower increases on tolls for the Cross Harbor Tunnel and the Eastern Harbor Crossing. Civic Party's Jeremy Tam says the government is just forcing lawmakers to take a stance, while the Pan-democrats' convener Claudia Mo called the government's move sleazy. Well, it's non-binding, right? So it doesn't matter. It's a way of uh, expressing uh, individual legislators or per-party political stance. But this is just not right. They claim that uh, from a, a management viewpoint, they have no other choices. They must introduce uh, all these fare hikes for uh, the Hong Kong and Eastern Tunnels. But then uh, this is to the detriment of uh, especially commercial uh, vehicles drivers. Beijing has confirmed that a U.S. trade negotiating team will visit for trade talks next week. Negotiators from Washington, D.C. will be in the capital on Monday and Tuesday for the first face-to-face talk since Presidents Xi Jinping and Donald Trump agreed a truce in the trade war earlier, early last month. It raises hopes for a deal to end the trade war that's roiled markets worldwide. A court has heard that Democratic Party member Howard Lamb has had looked up the effects of the sedative chloroform on his phone before the date of his alleged abduction. 
Mr. Lam is standing trial for allegedly making a false report to police. Richard Pine reports. Howard Lam grabbed headlines in August 2017 when he claimed he was kidnapped in Mong Kok and tortured with staples in his thighs by suspected mainland agents. But CCTV footage obtained by a media outlet later appeared to contradict his story. On the first day of his trial, the West Kowloon court heard that police had discovered from Mr. Lam's phone records that he had looked up how to use chloroform as a sedative before the alleged kidnapping. Prosecutors have called the first witness, a police officer who helped Mr. Lam record his account of the alleged kidnapping on August the 10th, 2017. The court heard that the Democratic Party member told the police he was shopping for soccer jerseys on Portland Street in the afternoon of August the 11th, two years ago, when two men approached, held him by the neck and hand, and took him to a van parked nearby. By Mr. Lam's account, two other men were in the vehicle, and all of them spoke in Putonghua, the police officer told the court. Mr. Lam reported that he was punched in the face before his mouth was covered with a cloth or tissue, and he fainted. The trial continues. Hong Kong Catholic leaders will meet within a week to elect an interim bishop following the death of Michael Young yesterday. He passed away after a short illness. Auxiliary Bishop Joseph Ha will lead the church for now. Speaking after a diocese's leadership meeting this morning, Bishop Ha said senior clerics now want to focus on preparing for Bishop Young's funeral instead of picking an interim leader. I will take care of um, uh, the management, the administration of the diocese for, so to speak, uh, for eight days uh, as what is allowed by the canon law. So um, after the funeral, uh, we will uh, convoke a consultors meeting as soon as possible and we announce the, uh, the result to, um, to the society and to our church. The government has allowed a property developer to resume work on a housing estate above Taiwai MTR station after it was stopped due to subsist to subsidence. But it's also eased safety limits on subsidence at the station, doubling the maximum safe level. Damon Pang reports. Back in July, piling work was halted after subsidence levels at the train station's platform exceeded the safety level, which was set at 20 millimeters. Officials then confirmed that the facility's structure was safe and it was okay for trains to keep operating. The developer of the housing project, New World, filed proposals on how it would mitigate the effects on a railway station and the MTR Corporation has adopted measures to monitor the situation and ensure safety. The developer asked to resume work this week and the government gave the go-ahead for it to start tomorrow. The work above Taiwai Station will no longer have to stop when 20 millimeters of subsidence is found. The minimum safety level has now been doubled to 40 millimeters. The problem was one of several cases of subsidence found in MTR stations last year, most notably the future convention center and Tokawan stations. To international news, the government in Thailand says a general election planned for February the 24th may be delayed because of a possible clash with preparations for the king's coronation in May. The announcement was made by the deputy prime minister, Wisanu Kringam. Polls have been repeatedly postponed since the military seized power in 2014. The constitution written by the military government requires the election to be held by the 9th of May. The U.S. House of Representatives has approved legislation aimed at ending a two-week-old partial government shutdown caused by a row over funding for President Trump's planned border wall with Mexico. The Democrats took control of the House yesterday and reinstated Nancy Pelosi as Speaker. The legislation doesn't provide money for the border wall, and the president looks set to veto it. At a White House briefing earlier, Mr. Trump repeated his vow to to obtain the funding. You can call it a barrier, you can call it whatever you want. 
But essentially, we need protection in our country. We're going to make it good. Uh, the people of our country want it. I have never had so much support as I have in the last week over my stance for border security, for border control. Britain's Royal College of Pediatrics and Child Health says there's no firm evidence to support the idea that spending time on computer screens and smartphones is harmful to children's health. The BBC's Fergus Walsh has this report. The Royal College says the popular view that time in front of a screen is toxic to health has essentially no evidence to support it. It says there are some associations between higher screen use and obesity and depression, but notes that the reported rise in mental health problems among young people was apparent before the advent of social media and digital technologies. The guidance says parents with healthy, active children should not worry greatly about computer and smartphone use, although it recommends no screens for an hour before bed. Pope Francis has said the credibility of the U.S. Catholic Church has been severely damaged by the sexual abuse scandal. The BBC's James Reynolds reports from Rome. In an extensive letter released by the Vatican, Pope Francis does not hide his continuing disappointment with the Catholic Church in the United States. The Pope writes that the Church's credibility has been seriously undercut and diminished both by the sins and crimes of child abuse committed by priests and also by efforts made to deny or conceal those crimes. Francis adds that the hurt caused has generated division and dispersion within the ranks of U.S. bishops, and he calls for this to end. Archaeologists in Mexico have discovered the earliest known temple and sacrifice altar dedicated to the pre-Aztec god Sipetotec, or Flayed Lord. The site in the southeastern state of Puebla is believed to be about a thousand years old. The BBC's Leonardo Rocha reports. Xipetotec was one of the most revered gods in the region until Spanish colonization began in the 16th century. But until now, Mexican archaeologists hadn't been able to find a temple dedicated directly to his adoration, which dates to pre-Aztec times. Priests used to make human sacrifices at the site and wear the skin of the victims to worship the flayed lord. They believed he would help renew the cycles of fertility, agriculture and war. Nearly 75 billion U.S. dollars has been wiped off the value of shares in the technology giant Apple after it warned that it, <clears throat> excuse me after it warned that its latest revenue figures would be worse than expected. Apple shares fell almost 10 percent overnight on Wall Street. The revenue warning, prompted by weaker sales in China, fueled falls in the main U.S. stock market indices. The BBC's Michelle Fleury has more. There are questions about the strength of the iPhone, its blockbuster product for so many years now. There is concern that we've maybe reached peak iPhone. In other words, everyone who wants to buy one already has one, and the rate at which they're replacing their old phones is beginning to slow down. The reason I think the investment community are reacting so sharply to this is it's a case of confidence, if you like, in the company. It still makes a lot of money, but they feel that Apple and its CEO Tim Cook should have seen this coming. Currencies, the U.S. dollar is trading at 108.34 yen, the euro standing at 1 U.S. dollar and 13 cents, the pound is worth 9 Hong Kong dollars and 89 cents. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 25,407. That's 334 points up on the previous close. Turnover stands at $41 billion. Sports, here's Adam Jung. We start with football's English Premier League, where the title race is very much alive. 
City coming forward. Sterling now, Sterling into the middle of the half. Sets up Zane. Left foot shot. It's hit the post. It's in. Manchester City are back in front. It was built as the title showdown in the Premier League and Manchester City came out on top at home over Liverpool. Leroy Sané scored the winner after Roberto Firmino equalised Sergio Aguero's first half effort. The 2-1 win by the champions ends Liverpool's unbeaten run this season and moves them up to second place, four points off the lead. The former England winger Chris Waddle says City did enough to get by. I think City just edged it. I think it's a fair result, 2-1. Liverpool ran them at the last 15, what, 10, 15 minutes, put a bit of pressure on them, but didn't really offer enough over the 90 minutes. And I think City were just shaded the bet, just deserved the win for me. And, you know, it makes it the, the race for the title more interesting for the neutral. But yeah, for me, City's just edged it tonight. Marcelo Lippi is hoping for a positive conclusion to his time as China's football coach when he guides the team for the last time at the AFC Asian Cup, which kicks off Saturday in the UAE. Australia are the defending champions, having won the previous edition in 2015. China will be tested in a group that includes South Korea. Lippi's contract with China ends after the tournament. Our football commentator Chris Lau says the mainland squad will have a difficult time in their group. The expectations for China are actually quite low, sadly. China's squad are the oldest team with an average age of 28 years, and 38-year-old Zheng Di is still in the squad. Um, this shows the lack of options that the manager Lippi has. The last game against South Korea will see Spurs star Son Hong-min return to join the South Korea team. But he has scored eight goals in the past four weeks of Spurs, so I don't think the Chinese defense will be able to handle him. So I expect South Korea to beat China and take Group C very easily. Onto the NBA, DeMar DeRozan has recorded his first career triple-double while the San Antonio Spurs gave Kawhi Leonard a rude welcome home with a dominant victory over Toronto. The two players were reluctantly traded for each other during the offseason. DeRozan exploded on his former team with 21 points, 14 rebounds and 11 assists. The Spurs led by as many as 28 points and they went on to win 125-107. to 107. DeRozan became the first Spurs player to score a triple-double at home since Tim Duncan in 2003. In contrast, Leonard had to deal with chants of traitor and quitter from the city where he spent seven seasons. He finished with 21 points in defeat. And that's your look at sports. Thanks, Adam Zhang. To the news, our top stories. The government says there's no room for changes to its plans to adjust tunnel tolls, but lawmakers on both sides are skeptical. The trial begins of a Democratic Party member accused of making up a story of kidnapping by mainland agents. The news from RTHK. 